back quarterback number 19 Bernie Bernie oh yeah oh you can throw yeah 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 Bernie Bernie oh baby Super Bowl Welcome to an appropriately sad episode of Six Bs and a P. I'm your host, Brian Costco. Browns lose to the Cincinnati Bengals, splitting the Battle of Ohio for the season, 41-20. to And what can, I mean, I think it generously be described as a crap fest. Um, we're here, as we are every week, rain or shine, and crap fest, or celebration fest. To talk about all things Browns, both sad and happy. This week I'm joined by regular 6B and a P guest and, of course, co-host, since Ian has to be different, Chris Poland. Hello. Ian Wolf. It was a shit show. And for the first time joining us on 6Bs and a P, straight from Cincinnati, Ohio, but bleeding brown and orange, Dan Majeski. That was the weirdest game I've ever seen. <laughs> Wasn't it? I we'll get it. to that. We have a lot to talk about. Chris was actually at the game. Whoa. In the tornado watching that. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Real quick, uh, I do want to bring up that we have a slight uh, reoccurring theme of this episode. I brought up a few weeks ago that you know when I went on my railing against America's Heartland. I don't know if everyone remembers that. Uh, they said some dumb shit about white people and corn, and I got real mad. And then I remembered I had a podcast, and I was like, maybe some of those people will get mad with me, and I talked about it on here. Um, I'm going to employ that again. Uh, we had some sad news at 6Bs in a P headquarters this past weekend. My Basset Hound, me and Sherry Basset Hound, Lucy, passed away on Friday. Unfortunately, the Browns did not get my request to try to win a game in her honor, um, I should have asked for something that wouldn't possibly come true. Um, but Lucy's actually been on this show a few times in the room. I believe we actually heard her disembodied voice a few weeks ago in Chicago, and then she woofed. Um, and, of course, she's been used as a photo several times on this podcast. So this entire episode uh, is dedicated to the memory of Lucy. We have some dog-related trivia questions later on in the episode. Help in the healing process. So... Uh, get that out of the way first. And actually, that's real sad, and it goes along very well with this football game that we had to watch on Sunday. And Chris was actually physically at. I was mentally elsewhere, but physically I was there. You had to be mentally elsewhere. I imagine it would be like being in the trenches of World War One. It was uh, harrowing. So the, we mentioned they lose 41-20. to 20. They drop to a... Three-way tie for last, as the Minutemen would say. Four and six with both the Ravens and the Steelers in the AFC North. They're um, in second place. That's second place. All right, go Browns. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, we have some stuff we all wrote down that we wanted to talk about about this game. There was a lot going on or not going on. And uh, 
But I figure before we get into that, Chris, yeah, you were there, so tell us. I mean, was it worse there in person? What happened? Tell us about the experience. Well, I mean, you know, it was probably very similar to your experience watching the game, uh, only much wetter uh, and louder, uh, and uh, much more. Well, not a whole lot more, but I'd say a few more taunts hurled in my direction than uh, uh, probably were uh, slung at you guys. Um, it, it started off great, and uh, then it wasn't so great. Uh, we learned a couple things. Uh, I was there, of course, with uh, Brian Weeby and... 6P1P contributor, Broken Bandwagon. Love to have you on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> And Cody Hart and... Um, Cody Farts. That's right, and Randy and uh, some of Weeby's family members and uh, a co-worker of his named Jim who uh, has nice seats. And it was it was very nice of him to uh, invite us along and allow us to sit with him and make fun of us as his team beat our team. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, we, we learned a few things about Sensi fans, um, a lot of them really hate their team and will With shout horrible, horrible things at their own players. Sure. Um, that is the exact experience I had when I went to the Vikings game. They don't yeah. like their team either? They do not care for Christian Ponder oh. at all. Well, that guy sucks, dude. Well, I mean, it's Brandon Weeden in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Ah. I mean, I don't know. He's, well, yeah, you're right. But at least he's 23 instead of 58. <laughs> to my knowledge, Christian Ponder has never played baseball. Speaking of... Uh, <laughs> or football, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> learning so, so, Bengals fans dislike their team, which I've heard that, and Dan, I heard you echo in there, you said with good reason. Well, they hate they hate the owner, and they hate everything that comes with it. Mike Brown is a, is a fucking asshole and an idiot, and he tries to... Pitch pennies everywhere he can, so we always end up with this like second generation team of uh, of losers and misfits and people who were arrested too many times in Tampa Bay. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised to find out Pac-Man Jones was still on the Bengals and starting yeah. and kicking ass. He's really yeah. one of their best players. He's thug, dude. No, Chris. Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jones doesn't give a fuck. I'm he's sure. only punched two women in the face since he's been in Cincinnati. <laughs> he is since he got back here this week. Look, he's been he's been doing fine. It's just that people the people won't let him not be Pac-Man Jones anymore. Like the, these 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 ladies, I mean, he's this is what he says. They're you know they're 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 forcing it upon them. They're bringing the pac man out. He doesn't want yes. to make it rain, he just has no say in the matter. Exactly. <laughs> and we all are familiar with that, I think, a little bit here on this show. Um, Chris, what about the vibe at the stadium? You have a note here about that. Oh yeah, we we made a couple interesting observations. One involving the team and one just involving kind of, I don't know, the, the fans surrounding it. Um, the first one was that, you know, yes, the Browns may suck, the Bengals may have beat them, but um, this victory means that they're going to think Andy Dalton's good and that they'll probably be stuck with him for a while. On the contrary. <laughs> On the contrary. Everybody's fucking done with this guy. They want Sanu to come in, the guy they, they did the plea flicker play with. Why not? Oh, right, yeah. He, threw, <laughs> he had his, his one uh, complete pass was a touchdown, so everyone's... Uh, 
that's a hundred percent. Yeah, that's <laughs> why money like Devon Best to start. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I do. He looks like he's not hurt. Well, that's the thing. It was Weeby wasn't saying that you know the fans were behind. Uh, um, Dalton necessarily, but that management would say, "Hey, he led us to a, you know, forty-one and twenty win over our rivals." So, and, and more importantly, he comes cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's First a, pick in the second round, he's not getting paid that much at all. No, he was. He came in on a backup contract, so he's getting paid nothing right now. Yeah. And Chris, you did you so guys catch any shit there? Pardon? Did you catch any shit from like Bengals fans? Um, you know, nothing, um, well, yeah, a little bit, but it was all good nature, you know, it wasn't violent in any way, or, um, you know, particularly mean-spirited. You know, Cody was screaming in my ear the entire game, but that's cool. (laughs) It wasn't like when I was in Cleveland and I watched a grown man yell at a small child in a Chiefs jacket, fuck you. (laughs) No, it was not like that at all. Uh, But there was... What uh, um, the other point uh, I'm proxying for Weeby was that he described it as having a slight Juggalo vibe. Okay. Um, Is that the that, facial stripes? Well, not not necessarily in you know face paint <laughs> or garb, but just kind of an attitude. Right. Of like, oh, you know, oh. we're a family, but fuck you, you know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, fuck you. And it was it was pretty awesome in the. Um, were you that we were tailgating in? Uh, people were starting fires on the wet concrete just with like ripped up beer boxes and pieces <laughs> of cardboard uh, and nice. you know, circling them for warmth. Wow. It was more of a hobo camp. It did feel kind of like a hobo camp, but there like were good burgers. Sort of so. A terrible futuristic juggalo hobo camp. <laughs> in other ways, the gathering of the juggalos. Yeah. We saw we saw a couple amazing Browns vans that uh, kind of were painted like dogs and had giant football helmets on the front. Yeah, of them. they have those. Those guys go to Cleveland. One of them lives in Lorraine. Dan in the, your old neighborhood, like on the Edgewood over there, it was parked. Is he and we got my parents' house. They're trying to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, this week's Fresh Take Hotline will be for Mr. and Mrs. Majeski's house in Lorraine. Fresh Take I'll, Hotline. I'll throw an ad up for him. And Boom. one last point, uh, yes. we got we were able to fist bumped uh, Captain Cleveland. Nice. Yes, but yeah. but did you get a picture? We did not take a picture. Uh, we decided to live in the moment. Did you talk to him? Uh, we said, "Yeah, go Browns," and he was did like, "Yeah." <laughs> why have all of you guys met Captain Fucking Cleveland, and no one's thought to be like, "Hey, why don't you say real fast, I'm Captain Cleveland. You're listening to Six Bs and a P." Well, I imagine it's like Ian. Ian like hung out with him for an hour and a half. <laughs> I, we didn't really do that. Andy James. When you're in his presence, you just kind of—I mean, you go a little weak in the knees, a little bit. I can understand that. Yeah, you just kind of everything goes blurry. I mean, I'm making it sound like he roofies you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he visually roofies you. You start to it's like you're having a stroke. You start to smell sulfur. Yeah, but then, but then he talks, and he has, like, this amazing fucking baritone voice. And you just kind of, you just melt a little bit, that's all. And then all of a sudden you come to, and everything's the same, but, like, you feel like your shirt was tucked in before. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. You met Captain Cleveland. Uh, that probably doesn't make up for how terrible the Browns were, but that's got to be pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah. So we have some notes on the game I want to run through. Everybody's kind of pitched in. Um, obviously, they jump out to a 13-0 and lead, and everybody's pumped, right? Yep. I would have been more pumped if it was a 21-0 and lead. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's... That's something I thought during the game. I was like, these field goals are nice. Like, when you have fucking first and goal from the two, you got to score Old times, right? Man, like, the next play when the Bengals get the ball and interception, so you get the ball, what, like the 20 or something like that? You yep. got to gotta keep the throttle down, and it was just inept to Camp- do it Yeah, Campbell didn't look good on those two drives, I thought, either. Mm-hmm. He looked way more like Jason Campbell today, or Sunday. Yeah. As opposed to Derek like- Yeah, he... <laughs> Who's backup still for the Panthers? Still? Cam Newton's one hit away from all of us seeing Derek Anderson again. Oh, boy. Oof. Yep. Speaking of real fast, before I forget, that's actually a good quick segue, which I don't have in the notes. Anybody notice uh, recently cut former Browns running back Bobby Rainey blew it up on Sunday for the Buccaneers? And (laughs) Michelle Naw had him in our fantasy league. Got at like forty points or some shit. The weird uh, British stream that I was watching, they kept cutting away to Bobby Rainey touchdowns. I know I had that stupid British stream too, and then I realized it was Irish. It was even more. Is, yeah, I was I, like, this commercial and they were talking about cars driving all over Ireland, and I was like, whoa! I hadn't had the Irish one yet. The Sky Sports one with that pasty white dude. I hate that British guy on there. He's terrible. My my favorite thing during that whole stream was they were talking about like some weird fantasy contest they run with viewers, and the team that like won in points the week before was called something like Butt Trumpet. I <laughs> 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 had to say it on the air. That was I saw that. It was pretty awesome. It made me happy. Uh, so Jason Campbell looked terrible. Three interceptions. Never really looked like he knew what he was doing. Looked a lot more like Jason Campbell that I was familiar with before the last two weeks. Um, and I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think that is? Is that are those two weeks previous flukes? Is this the fluke? Is, are is he hurt? Does he suck? He's just on his way to being a Brett Favre for the new millennium. <laughs> <laughs> Dick picks. Yeah, well, yeah I, that's what I, you mean. I, I wasn't going to go all that far. I, I wasn't having him take his, his penis out. I, I, we go that far though for it. So, like a Brett Favre for the new millennium. Does that mean Dick picks with a smartwatch? It was more of a more of an inter- interception comment, but uh, yeah, sure. Oh, you meant his foot? Yeah, it would make it would make more sense <laughs> if you were referring to his football. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought this was a sports podcast. That's sort of. Nope. Okay. Dick pics. <laughs> now, when it comes to someone that sent dick pics, we all if, know that way faster than we remember how many touchdowns he threw. It's mostly about Lexi Silver. <laughs> oh, do, do we have tweets? That's a tweet of the week. Later. Not yet. Don't get Ian started. We're not even. We're only two lines into the game. <laughs> no one even answered the question yet. What's well, yeah, he sucks. Jason Campbell sucks. Ninety completions without an interception. And then he threw forty-eight. Well, so did Andy Dalton. Fuck yeah, Andy cares. Dalton sucks too, though, dude. <laughs> Here's what I think about Campbell is yeah. he can be a perfectly competent NFL quarterback, but every quarterback's going to have a, a, a less than stellar game regardless right. of who they are. So his less than stellar game is going to be so much shittier than like <laughs> less than stellar game. You know what I mean? Right. So and real also, fast, 
before you finish that thought, are you where I immediately thought you were going to go was that you were going to say that game is still coming. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, it, a fair point. When I I just didn't want to consider because I'm being pes or optimistic. Okay, optimistic. The other one. Optimistian. We've seen him be a competent quarterback. I mean, he can't be a great quarterback. I bet you Mary Kay Cabot feels stupid for calling him elite now. So what do you think? I mean, he's just he's crappy, and maybe we get reasonable games out of him every once in a while, but we're the Browns, so we can't even protect him. That's the problem. That line sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and it runs off sides all the damn time. Joe Thomas got called a few times. I mean, the line sucks. You had, Dan, you wrote down here four sacks for negative 20. That's right. One in four plays was a run, which is a whole other thing we got to talk about real fast. Well, when you're down like 20, whatever, 18 at the half, you kind of got to start. You got to chuck it up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then you end up in the unfortunate position of the team that you love is depending on Jason Campbell. He also looked terrified of running, I thought. Yeah, I mean, but he just stood in the pocket like a statue waiting for it to collapse. It was sad. Yeah. yeah it but, was uh, And then... And then once he lost it, man, like he was just chucking the ball, like throwing it and overthrowing everybody. Like it was just, he wasn't in rhythm with anyone. I mean, yeah. that touchdown to Gordon, that was a beautiful throw. But other than that, it was, there's was no. Yeah, that was Gordon, of course. I mean, that's the thing, it's the constants here. Gordon had a great game. I mean, the defense had some issues, but the defense was pretty fantastic. Most of those points the Bengals had came. On block punts and interceptions and crappy field position and, that was, and fumble recoveries. Yeah, that was my note about the game. Is like we got out to this 13-0 lead. Should have been 21 nothing, but whatever. You're still up 13 nothing going out of the first quarter, and then every possible thing that can go wrong in a football game wrong. wrong all in a row. Yep. Interception, fumble, two block punts, a couple yeah. of them returned for touchdowns. Here's the field position game. And suddenly, and I, I stopped watching the first half. Like, I had something to do, so I stopped watching, like, two minutes left. How the fuck did they get another field goal? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing I was going to say, too, and we kind of hinted at this, but, like, dude, the Bengals aren't that good. And I'm not no. saying that as a sore loser in any way here. They're like, terrible. They're yeah. terrible. And the AFC North sucks, so I understand why they're in first. They've definitely made the least amount of mistakes. It really hurt to get beat that badly by a team that wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah. That was where I was at by the end of the game. Like, it was a bummer. Like, man, well, I'm James, say, James Harrison, give me a break. God, jeez. That asshole. The Bengals' defense has been producing this year. If they, they have anything, they have that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's just that the, the Browns are playing fine, basically. It's just that the, the – I don't know. They, they, like, fucked up at these key moments. These Everything that randomly could have went wrong went wrong in this game for them. And it was yeah, last yeah. time there was one blocked punt in an NFL game. Yeah, there's usually not two. Like, yeah. Was it in the same quarter? In the same quarter. Yeah. He, like, right in a row. He just looked like he was walking right up to the line. I don't think he learned how to do that. Yeah, Mingo, like walk on. Mingo took responsibility for one of those. He was lined up wrong or something. Ugh. It was awful. Uh, yeah, I mean, they scored 31 points against us in a quarter, man. Like, You're right, Ian. You're down 31-13 at halftime. They're, you're not going to run the ball anymore anyway. Especially when you and can't. Then, anyway. Yeah, you can't. But before I, before we get off that, they need to cut Willis McGahee. Yes. He sucks, dude. 
And well, who are you going to bring in? I mean, what the fuck? It Why doesn't matter, yeah, right? Anybody could give that performance. Yeah, I mean, I could go out there and get four carries for three yards. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Oh, yes, man, I would love that. Costco up the middle. Fozzie <laughs> <laughs> He might have to pull me out. I mean, Fozzie Whitaker had four carries for 20 yards. Uh, Chris Abanaya, eight carries, 69 yards. Most of that was. 43 of that was in one run, which was awesome. Willis McGahee, six carries, 13 yards. And to lead us into another point, Armonte Edwards, one carry, zero yards. That guy sucks. I don't know where he came from. Much like Marquez Gray. Remember that dude, 49? He was running a wildcat out of nowhere and like falling down. I Fucking think, Armonte yeah. Edwards got signed off the pro- somewhere. They found him playing a different sport, and they were like, "Maybe you could, you know, play football instead." <laughs> that was not the case. Yeah, one rush zero yards. He returned a few punts or something, and I think he would do this thing where he'd run a yard forward and then just start running in place and get tackled. <laughs> and I understand, like, sometimes a blocker might not be there, but what the hell? He was trying to break him down. Come on. If any of us, and I go back to this about the Browns sometimes, and I've said it on this podcast before. I said it all the time last season, I think. Maybe I haven't said it at all. Who knows? Uh, that, you know, if any of us did the equivalent of this kind of stuff at our jobs, we would probably get fired. Yeah. Like, the job of a punt returner <laughs> is to try to return a punt, right? Yeah. It's the equivalent of Armonte Edwards falling down and getting a yard every time when he runs in place would be like if instead of, you know, promoting and marketing the theater I work at, I just, like, I don't know, drove my car into the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> It would be like if you wouldn't you wouldn't get a, a verbal warning and then a write up and then maybe I don't know get an intervention. It would be like if for my thesis a performance improvement plan when I went out geocaching instead of putting you went to go look for old socks under the bridge. I would take those socks with me. And then it was like they were like, let's reward him by like maybe we should have him run the ball and get zero yards. <laughs> and Ian, I'm gonna humor you even though we shouldn't. Uh, you had a joke that I think is going to be really hard to explain audio-wise. I think the explanation was just, it'll elevate it, really. Okay, I mean, go ahead. You had a joke about Armani Edwards. It's not really a joke. It implies, like, setup, punchline, whatever. It's, we keep running the, why, old cat? As in, why do we keep doing it? Yeah? yeah. America? Anybody? <laughs> Out there. It didn't do very well, I don't think. I think it was great. Next yeah. week, we should try to turn Wildcat into an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> and have him guess it? Yeah, I think that'll work better. Yeah, it could be. That might work. It'll fill up a good 20 minutes of the show. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yep. These things um, aren't long enough. We have late-breaking news response to your Wildcat. Ready for this? Um, uh, yes. Totally worth it. Yeah, it was... Yeah, sorry, it took a little while. Alright. Um, America sent that in. It's spelled W-H-Y question mark L-D-Cat, just in case anybody was wondering. America, who loved it, not you, Brian. Ooh. Yeah. We have a note here that the the beater equaled the Bengals in nearly every category except turnover sacks. 
and non-offensive points. Yes. And points. Actually, it's noted here. They did not lead the Bengals in points. I am no football chef, but I'm pretty sure that's not how you win a game. That is not how you win a game at all. Uh, oh. Whoa. Oh. What is that? What is tugboat? that? Bernie Kosar is riding a tugboat into the studio. <laughs> oh, somebody lock the door. Oh. Do not let him in. I, I, had, I had to refresh. What, what, so what's happening? Where, where did Bernie come from? Did I miss him? <laughs> it, it, it happens like that, Dan. Also, everybody, check to make sure you have your wallet still. Uh, the janitor told me that he, Bernie grabbed his. <laughs> so, yeah, 31 points in a quarter. That's no way to win. Also, note here, Vontaine's perfect is an ass. What I would call an improbable name. Yeah, that name is out of control. It's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. Just perfect. Just Vontaine's perfect. Man, you're right. He's he's one of those guys that you always hate when he's on someone else's team, but if he's on your team, you're like, ah! (laughs) If he was on the Browns, I'd be like, (laughs) Barford! It's the same thing, like, I'd be sitting here with a shirt on that said, Barford is innocent. (laughs) I'd be wearing a shirt that says, Barkevious. So... Now we're four and six, a lot less hope. Remember last week, Jim Mora came in and talked about playoffs briefly. Maybe we just place second place. Maybe you're right, Dan. Middle uh, Wall just get in. We like ten playoff teams this year for some reason. <laughs> Someone forgot to turn in the final paperwork. Six teams are four and six right now. Uh, one game behind two more teams that are five and five. And of course, we mentioned last week that that's the whole AFC picture there. But I really, I was under the, at least my two cents was that I thought the Browns really, I don't think, I don't see the AFC North getting a wild card team in. No. Well, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Because You're right. the Browns, Steelers, and Ravens are all four and six, and then the sixth wild card, or the second wild card, the sixth place, uh, or sixth seeded playoff team is five and five. Right, you're right. They could get one in, but I just don't see it being the Browns, maybe. Is what yeah, I'm right saying. now they are losing every conceivable time break. <laughs> <laughs> All eight of those teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge game next week now. <clears throat> yeah. Just I mean, for pride still, at this point. There's a glimmer of hope still. Right? All they need, All they need is somebody who can punt a ball. They need somebody who can stop the defense from tackling the quarterback before he can throw the ball. And they need a running game. And they probably need... uh, That's just about everything. Yeah. I would put a good quarterback on that list. Campbell could do it, though, if he plays like he did last week. If he gets some time... What happened, though? I just just don't understand what happened. He was playing in some sort of juggalo tornado from what Chris Paul was doing. Can they can they sew their three quarterbacks together like a Frankenstein to come up with the one? What part one? of Brandon Whedon are we using? <laughs> Did the, the heart less come the down heart. with psychopathic records hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? We'll just use Brandon Whedon's ACLs in Brian Hoyer's leg. Why <laughs> <laughs> haven't awesome. we done that already? <laughs> Jeez. Um. So. 
I get the sense from you guys that you're saying, and I agree that obviously there is a small glimmer of hope here still. Mm-hmm. There has to be. <laughs> that is why that is why this podcast is not thriving right now. <laughs> it's not thriving. It's it's because thriving. A little bit of hope. But what yeah, you were saying hope, something about we don't know what to do. Yeah. The millions. The multitudes. The multitudes have tuned in. <laughs> um. God's chosen the channel. Multitudes of America. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about the multitudes of America after the <laughs> That is correct. Testify. Um, but oh. also, the one thing I will say along those same lines, losing to the Bengals this week, where I don't believe the Bengals will get that much luck again ever, or at least not for a couple games. Um, I didn't feel like the Bengals – I feel like the Bengals are going to lose some, a lot of games still. I don't know who they're playing. Oh, they were – you look at their stats for this game. They, I mean, the Browns beat them in every category except for points. Right. Did someone oh, say yeah. stats? <laughs> stats. Stats. Total yards. The Browns had 330. The Bengals had 224. Uh, Andy Dalton was 14 of 28, 118 yards with two interceptions, but also – So, I mean, Campbell had a better game than him almost. <laughs> Campbell was he threw one more interception. No, Campbell did have a better game than him. He threw one more interception, but he threw for like 130 more yards. Yeah. If your if your metric is quarterback rating, then Andy Dalton had a better game. Okay, um, that's not my metric then for this argument. Okay. If your metric is that weird ESPN QBR stat that makes absolutely no fucking sense, then yes, Jason Campbell's 7.3. We love that stat. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> So the Browns have to win next week, mostly because the Steelers suck. It's a must-win, and if they don't win that, then the next one is a must-win. Correct. You're doing great already on here. <laughs> every um, game. What was that? Every game is a must-win from here. Out. The Bengals play San Diego, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Hello, and Baltimore. ESPN. And there's some ESPN autoplay for you. There you have it. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. That's what we have. We should be like, oh, we got some ESPN commentators on the line. It'll just be like whoever happens to be playing on the video on the article you click on. <laughs> Might be Stu Scott's weird glass eye. So we got Stuart Scott on the line. We got Peter Glass all the night. <laughs> you gotta get like some big Chuck and little John sound effects that you can insert every once in a while. That would be good. Also, get, big get Chuck that and laugh. little John. <laughs> We'd love to have you on the show. We're going to take a break here coming up. Ian's going to send us the break in a second. But I wanted to bring up after break, we've got Brian Weeby couldn't be here with us this week. He was hanging out with his folks in Cincinnati after going to see the game. And so I'm going to take on the mantle. and We're going to do the broken bandwagon hot seat with our new guest, Dan Majeski. After the break. That's all the warning he's received. Would that be the Pierogi Mountain broken bandwagon? Yeah, it's the Pierogi Mountain Broken Bandwagon Hot Seat. That's a that's a heavy name. I know. I don't know even know what the acronym is for that, but we'll get on that. <laughs> yeah, you guys know. To figure out the first letters of those four words. Get the intern on it. <laughs> yeah, we can get that intern on it. We've actually the intern. You know, we've actually been keeping the intern busy. They've been laying garlic in a perimeter around the outside of the property to keep Bernie away. <laughs> but right now, I can see him. He's just out there eating cloves of garlic without 
Or the bulbs. <laughs> Whole bulbs of garlic. And it's crazy. He keeps texting me, but we're watching him, and he doesn't have a phone. He's not even. He doesn't even have pockets. <laughs> in case I forget to mention this later in the tweet of the week, also everybody's got to check out Bernie's Twitter, man. He cracks me up. I was gonna use one for the tweet of the week, and there were so many I couldn't even decide. Well, maybe we can. Need to read some of them later. Yeah, maybe we'll we can read some of them later. Bernie on. Kosar's tweet of the week. We, yeah, he might just need his own. His well, own category. Half of the show. It's like the Lexi Silver tweet of the week. Yeah, we had to stop those because we realized it was a robot. These Aww. Bernie ones, these Bernie ones, I think are all Bernie. <laughs> um, there's, not, there's not a Bernie bot. There's no Bernie bot. <laughs> he is the Bernie bot. Ian, why don't you send us off to break? We'll come back and do Broken Bandwagon Hot Seat. All right, coming up in this break, we're going to play a clip from the classic film, if you right. call it. Sure. Masters of the Gridiron, featuring, among others, Clay Matthews Sr., Mike Babb, Tiny Tim, and more. You're listening to 6Bs and a P, AquabearLegion.com. I must send you on a journey, a journey that will test all of your warrior skills. A journey? What is this great journey you seek to send me on, O ruler of the city by the lake called Erie? Barbarian, I beseech you to take your warrior clan in search of a great ring, a ring that is only worn by those known as the Masters of the Gridiron. The ring is now in the possession of the mysterious Lord of the League. Your quest to bring the ring to the great city will be hard and filled with many dangers. You will have to do battle with the mysterious Lord's beasts, beasts such as bears, rams, and falcons. But once you are victorious, the ring will be yours, and the city by the lake called Erie will be home to the Masters of the Gridiron. I, ruler of our great city, I shall undertake this quest to bring back with me the ring worthy of the Masters of the Gridiron. And so Barbarian went forth. Is this is this where I bring is this where I bring it back in? <laughs> yes, yeah. Sorry, Dan. I didn't know if that was clear or not. Let's, oh. just, let, let's just do that again. Do it quick, and we'll just we'll start from there. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. We're back uh, with this podcast called Six Bs in a P. Nice. Wow. This is this is magic. It's weird how it just comes back like that. I don't even know what just happened. I feel like so much has changed. A little bit has. I peed. You did go pee. So did I, actually. I didn't, and that was a mistake. I know. We're going to check back in on that later on the Fresh Take bladder hotline. (laughs) Uh, I'm making the hot seat even hotter. (laughs) With urine. (laughs) I knew (laughs) Welcome back to Six Bs and a P here on AquabearLegion.com. I'm your host, Brian Costco. Welcome back there by Dan Majeski. Also joined by Ian Wolf. And Chris Poland. Hello. All right. Uh, Browns, of course, losing this past week to the Bengals, 41-20. to um, Dan yeah. is, lives in Cincinnati, calls Cincinnati I home. I do. But is it, it's safe to say that you're more of a Browns fan. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it 50-50. Whoa, that's okay. I got a South Ohio team and I got a North Ohio team. I Let's do South Ohio team. Fair. 
You don't know what your South Ohio team is. Uh, the the uh, well the the Bengals. Oh, you mean the Bengals that play in the capital of Kentucky? I thought he was gonna say the Portsmouth Panthers. <laughs> the Shawnee State, whatever. The Shawnee State fighting Shawnees. <laughs> um, but Dan lives in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's a a Browns and Bengals fan, as he mentioned, growing up in. Lorraine. I moved here when the Browns didn't exist. So. That is fair, I think. Yeah. Um, we're happy to still have you at 50 next day under those circumstances. And, and look, I, I haven't had a whole lot of reason for confidence. Sure. This lo- rooting for losing teams shit. It sucks. It's All I do. We thrive usually in that. Can I change sports for one second and ask Dan a question? Sure. We're going to ask him a bunch of questions in a minute. But go ahead. Am I in the hot seat now? Not yet. This is uh, a hot seat. You're on a test seat at the moment. I don't know how um, warm your ass is, but that's what the it's, is. I think it's, it's warming up, which is why I asked. But it's not hot. No. Okay. How do you feel about baseball? Where do your allegiances lie? i got to say that I'm more of a Reds fan now. Dan, we can be best friends. Yeah, Ian loves the Reds. In my eyes. And I like the Indians a lot, but they keep breaking my heart, too, so whatever. Um, Dan, Brian Weeby's not with us this week. He was with family, couldn't do a broken bandwagon. I have decided to take the mantle on this week and put you, Dan Majeski, from Cincinnati, on our six B's and a P broken bandwagon hot seat sponsored by Pierogi Mountain. That's like when Sam took the ring from Frodo and Frodo was all fucked up and couldn't do it himself. Yeah. Little known fact, the PM in PM Magazine stood for Progenome. Nice. I like that already. I like that he's spitting them back out from the hot seat. It's trivia. Fact. Also, a fact for America, for our listening audience there, the 6B1P Nation, both Dan Majeski and I, Brian Costco, were captains lettered. Lettered. Lettered in academic team at the Institution of Admiral King High School in Lorain, Ohio. Letter on my varsity jacket. I did not buy a jacket, but if I would have, <laughs> I would have said that as well. Um, so there is a history there. I felt that, and that's why I felt it was necessary to take on the mantle. I thought we had to ask Dan some questions about none other than Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, all right. All right. So, Ian, can, do we have theme music for this? I can't remember. I just didn't realize I was rolling with such fucking nerds. What is uh, that? Uh, come on, man. Yeah, it gets, it gets yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I was on quiz team. I'm not going to deny it, but lettering? I mean, yeah. Dan was on TV. Yeah. I was too, actually. For <laughs> a quiz show. Yep. Maybe HIZ in Zanesville, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, Sherry likes the Wiz TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like works. to answer questions in my free time. All right, well, we've got some for you here in your free time. That was Do we have theme music? You didn't even answer yeah. the damn huh? question. Chris, uh, Chris, you, I can't do it. Hey, it's the song. That's there you right. go. <laughs> I, I'll take it just merely as a break in the action. All right, Dan, Jesse, you're on the broken bandwagon. Hey, I'm happy to be here, Brian. Thanks for having me. 
All right, all right. Brian Weeby is not here, but if he would be, he'd ask you these questions about Cincinnati. In 1835, Dan. 1835. Cincinnati sent off the first bag of airmail. What was that piece of airmail lifted by? Wind is it a pigeon? Is it a what? pigeon? That is incorrect. It's a hot air balloon. God damn it. That was that was my gut. I got to go with my gut. I think you have to. We'll bring you back here just a little bit. Is your brain in your gut? Because that's a terrible strategy. <laughs> <laughs> the whiskey is a terrible strategy, too. Yes, the yeah. It's making it hard for me to ask the question. Next question. <laughs> Cincinnati is famous in places outside of Cincinnati for the popular television series WKRP in Cincinnati. Correct. Name me the most famous DJ there at WKRP. Uh, Johnny Fever? That's correct. Dr. Johnny Fever. The burnout veteran disc jockey from Los Angeles who comes to WKRP in Cincinnati after being fired from a major station. And Dan, bonus points if you can tell me the word that Dr. Johnny Fever said on that major station in L.A. that got him fired. I had no idea. He said booger. Booger. <laughs> Just a nice note there. The 70s his... were a different time. Was it in his review of Revenge of the Nerds? Three presidents, Dan, are from the Cincinnati area. Yes. Can you name them for me? It's uh, it's uh, William Henry Harrison. Correct. William Howard Taft. Correct. And uh, a third. Grant? That is correct. You listen to Grant. Point Pleasant, Ohio, I believe, right down the road. Mm. Brown County. This one is a question that does not have a yes or no answer, I don't think. Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Ian is working with sound effects. Yep. Guy's an asshole, but he should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Ian, another opinion question. What is your favorite place in Ohio that is not in Cincinnati? My favorite place in Ohio that is not in Cincinnati is the original Krispy Kreme Donuts. And uh, I'm blanking on the city that it's in, and I feel like I'm letting Ohio down by doing that. Stats, but, uh, can you get on that? Get us that. <laughs> oh. That's Ohio calling you. Right. Wait, wait, was it was it Serpent Mound? What? Uh, it could be in Sinking Spring over there. The original Krispy Kreme was not located in Serpent Mound. I don't believe the Hopo culture had invented donuts. <laughs> Ian, look yeah, that yeah, up. That's right, because it was I'm... the Adina culture, and they invented donuts. <laughs> oh, you mean the Adina culture named after, uh, what was his name, Thomas Worthington's outside for the coffee? Yes. Also, guys, you're both wrong. Rufus Putnam brought the first donuts to Ohio in 1797 when the white people came. Was he? <laughs> he opened up a franchise at the mouth of the Muskingum River and sold regular glazed and chocolate glazed. So, when you said the first Krispy Kreme in Ohio, I think you meant Paducah, Kentucky. What's that mean? That means that it's not from Ohio, the original Krispy Kreme. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a place called the original Krispy Kreme spelled with C's. Oh, okay. Oh, That's a totally different thing. Ian, look that up. I'm looking. Can't you hear me clicking, clacking away? All right. We got, a, we got a couple more for you, Dan. A couple more questions for you, Dan. Cincinnati is famous for a few specific foods. I'm not going to ask you about Skyline Chili or any of that. But Cincinnati's famous for Geta. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You're pronouncing it correctly. All right. Dan... Tell us what Geta is. This is a question that does have a correct answer, I guess. It is 
basically pork scraps and oats. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it's, that's it. No, I think that's right. Yeah, it's uh, right. It sounds disgusting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it tastes like bacon sausage. Okay. If I had to put it something on you. <laughs> we like that here at Six Right. Like, it's, it, it, it's like it made into a loaf, and then you slice it thin, and then you put it in a pan to fry. And so it's like it gets all crisp up, and it's really good. Sounds good. Ghetto, we'd love to have you uh, in the craft table. Guys, come out special six bees in a pea at Geta Fest sometime here in Cincinnati. Ooh. Yeah. Can yeah. enjoy Geta in its many forms. I like that. We have a few more questions for you here. Dan, Cincinnati, Ohio once had an NBA basketball team. What was the name of that team? Oh, son of a bitch. I don't remember. It's the Kings. Well, that's what they became. Oh. We have a guess? Yes, just let me distract you while no, I Google it. Googling. I'm not Googling. He's Googling. I am, I, I am too... I cannot... No, I don't know. The Royals. Uh, it says here... You're doing pretty good overall. We've got a couple more, two more here. Uh, do, I, do I get... Is this the Carl Castle... On my answering machine? Yeah, Dave Obenauer on someone's answering machine. How many do I need to get? Well, what do we got? We got Johnny Fever. You got Presidents. Pete Rose, we'll give you that one. The Krispy Kreme Donut, we'll buy that. And Geta, and you did not get right uh, one, two, two of them. See, I've been hearing the... the Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, Ian's going crazy with the sad trombone over there. I feel, you know, I, I feel bullied. I'm sorry, is this this is this is like this is e bullying? Well, I just I, and would it be appropriate for me here and Chris weigh in on this as well to start referring to Ian as Richie Incognito? <laughs> well, uh, Ian Incognito. I, <laughs> you just you give that surname. That's kind of awesome because I you know we had trouble with acronyms earlier, but that would be I I. <laughs> you only have to remember one letter that way. Yep. It's but you true. do have to remember it twice. So I think Dan, I, I Dan you've gotten five, five out of seven. I got three more here for you to make it an even ten. I feel good on my odds. In 1869, Cincinnati became the first city to establish what type of bureau? Can you can you repeat the question? In 1869, Cincinnati became the first city to establish what type of bureau? Uh, the uh, fire department. Oh, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It was the Weather Bureau. Oh. So three misses, five go. And I say, Dan, if you get one of these last two, we're good. Dave will call somebody. Dave right. will call a random number and yell at them about Carl Castle. Perfect. Albert Sabin is from Cincinnati, Ohio. He's the discoverer of a very important vaccine. The polio vaccine. That's correct, Dan. That's very good. We don't yeah. even have the tenth one, which I don't even know if I really even had. Did I have well, ten? Were you gonna Were you gonna add with it? I was. I was gonna be like, "What's the matter?" Okay, go ahead. Dan, the Cincinnati Reds just signed Skip Schumacher to a two-year deal. Was that a good or a bad idea? I think it's ridiculous. I mean, you're going to get, get a bench guy to probably replace, what, Brandon Phillips when they get rid of him here in a minute? It's just it's like a cheap, shitty move. 
All right, it's 7 out of 10. 100% the correct answer. 7 out of 10, you're not going to... You gotta save that crap for your Reds podcast that you haven't made yet. Well, I'm going to, and Dan's gonna be my only guest. Red legs, whatever. Mm -hmm. All right, Dan, thank you. You won, Dan. Thank hey. You. Um, well, thank. No, thank we'll you. actually have Dave Obenauer call Brian Weeby and leave him a message yelling as Carl Castle. Okay. Do, do you record those? Do you? I haven't even got them. We don't record. It's uh, ephemeral. It's the thought that counts. Is it like a Snapchat thing? Like yeah, Snapchat? definitely like Snapchat. But with more dicks. <laughs> um, Ian, you had something you wanted to talk about about our audience size. Yeah, so last week, was it last week we talked about being the fifth most popular Browns podcast in the world? I think so. I think so, yeah. So we're on Stitcher, which I don't think anybody actually knows because apparently... You can find people, us on there. You can't find us on there. It's a, is, is that a website? It's a website, but it's also an Android and iOS app for streaming. Uh, it's actually a quilt that's being made in a small Midwestern town's library. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to us there. What they do is they uh, take the waveform of these files, and they stitch it into the quilt, and then you run that <laughs> to your turntable, and you can hear these podcasts. I nice. saw that on CSI. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, CSI, definitely. Um, I checked our Stitcher listening numbers the other day, and normally... Four hits is a good day for us on Stitcher. Sure. On per day? Yeah, it's that weird. many people per day. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's like twenty-eight people a week. That's, that's awesome. That's way more than I thought. Well, on Thursday of last week, the fourteenth wow. of November, it jumped up to thirty-eight people. Wow. Now here's the flip side of that. On average, they listened for six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we really need to get them like right now none of those people are even listening to this hmm. oh no, no 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 we lost them in the intros is it I wonder do you think anybody makes it all the way through I a couple people it. have like based on the the uh, analytics I can get from Stitcher like three people have listened <laughs> to entire episodes do you think it's just us probably okay fair enough Maybe. <laughs> do we have? Do I we don't have know what else it could be. If we want feedback on listenership, do we have an email, Ian, that they can send us? Yeah, it's uh, go fuck yourself with your six minutes at hotmail.yahoo. Was that an average of six minutes? It was an average of six minutes. So, so, so it's like everybody's dropping out after one second. And I'm listening all the way through. Pretty they, much. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we really need. I, I mean, we'll keep doing this even if no one's listening, but send maybe, us an email. Maybe it's the Bernie Bernie that's chasing people away. So. They're like, oh, that song sucks. Uh, this sucks. Fuck these guys. Clowns. We're going to have a surprise episode, a surprise uh, episode full of surprises, I should say, that after Christmas, when I've heard some talk of a live rendition of Bernie Bernie. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> I think you need like a black flag Bernie Bernie. We can do that probably. Uh, Sherry Oliver in the room now picking something. Sherry! Sherry! Sherry, Sherry! Hi! Sherry, Sherry. Anything else with the Stitcher numbers, Ian? No, nah, just fucking listen to our whatever. Yeah, listen to our podcast and tell other people about it. Find us on Stitcher. Actually, I just learned 
Oh, what you should do is you should take this part, cut it out of where it is right now, and put it at the very beginning of the episode, pre-Bernie Bernie. We'll see what happens. So we can maybe guilt them into listening more. There you go. Come on, guys. Listen a little longer. And then it should be here in the show, too. Well, yeah. We talk about ghetto later. Or earlier. Yeah, God. You, you guys are in for a heck of a show. It's a pretty good one. And if you've been here the whole time, thanks for listening. Yeah, nobody's here the whole time. Thanks for listening, and it's going to be great. Soon <laughs> and in the past. I will say, Dan, in defense of that, the next thing I have on my outline just says, dudes ripping dudes' hair off. <laughs> so I... I think I think you're congratulate you if you keep listening. You are burying you are burying the lead. That is not how the podcast game works. You got to hit them with that good shit up front. The Browns is depressing. You got to come with a guy ripped somebody's hair out of his head. Should we just we maybe we should just flip the halves of the episode? Think so. So we're starting post break and ending pre break. Well, the stuff we talk about after the break is usually like less related to the sad Browns. The Browns are sad. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about right now that a dude ripped another dude's hair off and then stood on a football field in front of millions of people with some other guy's dreadlocks in his hand. Uh, Jason Babin of the Jacksonville Jaguars, one team that we could safely say. Jacksonville Jaguars? I can tell you millions of people were not watching (laughs) <laughs> and you think it was more or less than our Stitcher audience? It was 37 people. I think I think you could safely say over a billion people weren't watching that. <laughs> Jason Babin ripped off a part of a Cardinals player's hair and just held it for photos. He, he looked confused. Yeah, he didn't even know what happened. It's like, what? What do I do? What was it? Was there any give to the hair? Did it just come right out like the dude was wearing a He had a couple pieces of it. Like, it was a chunk. It was a chunk? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Earlier this year, we also had a case where that guy, part of his finger fell off. Remember that? <laughs> From the Cardinals, I think, too. Fell off? Wait, he fell, fell off? off in, in his glove. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in a pile-up or something. Or broke off. Well, I would... I don't want to say I would hope it broke off because that sounds terrible, but wow. Yeah, that's worse than hair. Fell off. That's, that's some leprosy shit. You need to get right. To- no, it got. I yeah. think it was involved in an incident of contact. Why did they cancel the football game? Leprosy. <laughs> oh, I fucked it up. Why did they cancel the leper football game? Why? There was a face-off in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that, make any sense. Is that hot? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> take this back to the break. I wanted to talk about the announcers that we have to listen to for the Browns games, guys. I am pretty sure Marv Albert was just told who was playing, but not which uniforms they were wearing. <laughs> Rich Gannon is so terrible. Yeah, Marv Albert called the Bengals the Browns as many times as he called the Browns the Bengals. His, his head was in the cocaine, not in the game. And God, and you know what? The really sad part about it is, as far as CBS goes, I find myself paying attention less to the announcers when it's the NFC game, just because it doesn't happen as much. But the AFC announcers, the CBS ones, Rich Gannon and Marv Albert's actually a better team. It's higher up on the ranking, I bet, than the team we normally get. Yeah, because we usually get Ian Eagle and like <laughs> the other guys. 
Solomon yeah. Wilcott. It's always like <laughs> some bottom wrong. I ain't yeah. even as a dick just for mispronouncing the name. Right. Ian. That combination of letters is Ian. No, it's not. It's Ian. Ian Zirin can go eat a dick too. Whatever, Ian Cognito. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, haven't you guys noticed that we talk about that? We used to talk about that. I remember last season it came up a lot about how it's so terrible to hear them go through the same like six terrible stats about the Browns. And they end up just totally, like, you know, they just lavish wonderful things on the other team nonstop while are complaining. Are those stats, like, most tears or saddest always? <laughs> You're right. Maybe that's why we're always losing in those. I never bring them up. Yeah. Most tears. <laughs> that should have been a uh, mid-season award. It'd be Brandon Whedon again. Brandon Whedon, most tears per cubic inch. That's that's good. That's volume. It could, be worse. it could be worse. Though. I mean, like it's not it's not Tampa Bay here. I mean, there's there's hope and there's there's good things that have happened. I don't know. Tampa Bay's got Bobby Rainey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had Bobby Rainey. <laughs> Is Chris still here? I'm still here. <laughs> He's just just taking in the genius. It's so magnificent. Yes, he must be reading or listening to something else. No, we produce the same formula that Captain Cleveland gives off. Hey, Chris, are you just weak in the knees right now? No, you guys just talk a lot. It's cool. Am I am I, am I saying too much? Because Chris, don't let me alienate you on your own podcast. <laughs> I, I, Chris is my co-co-host. I feel bad. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Dan, it sounds like you're being a little bit uh, incognito yourself here. <laughs> Do you think I'm bullying? I didn't mean to bully. It's accidental bullying. We have Somebody would have only told me. Both of you left for Chris saying you were going to kill his family. <laughs> Dan, you're not an honorary co-host. Oh. I don't feel bullied, guys. It's cool. Okay. 34 people make it six minutes in. I did appreciate Terrell Pryor, of all people, standing up for Jonathan Martin. Yeah? That's all it's I have crazy to say. how he's, like, a quarterback in the NFL. Isn't that nuts? You ever think about that? <laughs> no. I never think about that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. As you he's, say, a, he's on my fantasy team, so I think about it. I have to start him over Romo. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, America, I should let you know, since Dan did bring that up, that I beat Ian Wolf. I was about to ask. In fantasy football this my, week. My two-week winning streak has come to a... Come to an end. An abrupt end. 2-11, and 11, or whatever. Um, Chris, you want to add anything about the announcers? I didn't hear them. Uh, there weren't <laughs> announcers at the game. <laughs> There's that well, stadium announcer. In general, though, you've he watched was, a lot of Browns games. He was trying to figure out how magnets work with all the juggalos. The <laughs> yeah, Chris true. was being sprayed with fago. Yep. Sprayed with what? Fago. Okay. I thought, when you I thought this podcast took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> nope, fago. Just go, guys. Just it's just uh, moon mist. I was wow. I was. Uh, yeah, I can't really comment on the announcers, but I did get really sick of that uh, Cincinnati fight song. 
after uh, a bajillion touchdowns, uh, and you know. Did that song go a little like this? We had race riots like 18 years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. It was much more recent than that, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> much more recent, but a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's on the visitor's guide. Yep. It was a long time ago. Not that long ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just more meant in general too, Chris, if your experience in watching Browns games, terrible announcers. Yes, I would agree. CBS <laughs> always puts the D team on the Browns. Yeah. So Mark, Rich, Alver, Rich, Rich Albert, listen to me. Uh, Rich Gannon and Marv Albert are kind of like the C minus team. Yeah. There must have been worst games. Yeah. I mean, the Jaguars played. It's true. Maybe announcers get bye weeks, too. I don't think there were even announcers on the Jacksonville game. <laughs> <laughs> they had a horse with a rotary phone. There was one camera hanging off the end of a blimp, and that was it. It was being shown on Lorraine City Schools Channel 23. <laughs> Chris, I don't get that reference to you. See? That's what Dan yeah. brings to the show. It's some elite um, shit there. You guys are the one percent. Steelers check. <laughs> lucky, lucky. No one has ever called us that before. <laughs> Unless it's the one percent of something terrible. The, the one percentile of terribleness at the top <laughs> or bottom. Uh, it's like no, no. Steelers check in. Yep. They won. Boo. So they move into a three-way tie for last, as we mentioned with the Ravens. Browns. For second. For second. For second. I like that Dan brings it up. That's positive. That is positive. Uh, they wore those terrible uniforms, though, so they can still eat our butts. They look like the Killer Bees. Yeah, but the Killer Bees are like the Wu-Tang. That's awesome. Yeah. The Steelers can eat our butts, so I'm conflicted. It is conflicting. Tweet of the week. Let's cue that theme music up, Ian. It's the tweet of the week. We got two this week just because the first one's not very long. It comes to us from Jabal Sheard, at Jabal Sheard. It's just a square. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like even me saying that is longer than it is because literally it's a square. Um, I don't know what was going on there. Do you, do you say square when you see it, or does it just register in your animal brain as a shape? Uh, shape, yeah. Square shape. So you don't go square in your head? No, it's even shorter. It's just shape. Yeah, I just think of something. I don't even say it. Wow. It's literally uh, a shape. Um, so, Jabal, we hope you get that worked out at some point. In my head, I go, triangle, uh, square. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it actually reminded me of was Ian Wolf's Empty Bubbles. Mm. Maybe you should tweet at Jabal Sheard an Empty Bubble. I don't even know how it happens. It just isn't happens. an empty bubble just a an O. <laughs> That's <laughs> deep, man. Let me think about that. Um, it would be an O. Since that doesn't actually have any words in it, we decided to have another tweet of the week, which needs some interpretation too. I'm not quite. I even understand it yet. Uh, I just put it in there because it had several words that stood out to me. Daryl Reuter, at Reuter Wrong Fan, uh, was retweeted by Dogs by Nature. It's a quote from Phil Taylor, and it says, They literally couldn't piss a drop, and you still get blown out. 
<laughs> it's true the Bengals are terrible. I think that's what that means, right? That is a crazy way to say that. I think it means you're putting the squeeze on the dick. <laughs> they scored 31 points in a quarter, and Andy Dalton had like 50 yards. Yeah, Andy Dalton had some Armonte Edwards numbers. Um, so those are our tweets of the week. If you want to send us a suggestion for a tweet of the week or tweet at us, you can find us at... 6B1P on Twitter, or Ian, they can send an email to what? They can send an email to, here are my tweets. I love Twitter because 140 characters perfectly encapsulates what I have to say, at things dot, yeah. I never ever thought longer than that. No. Nope. Perfect 140 or less. Is that a knock? It's usually just square. Is that a knock? Sounds like a knock. Who's there? Who's there? It's me, Bernie. Oh, it's Bernie. Oh, hey, Bernie. I just got, I got two things to say. Okay. Well, thank you for the garlic. Oh, I love garlic. All right. Hey, garlic. Making a note to switch to something other than garlic. Second thing you have to say? I, I got I, I Twitter. All right, Wait, Bernie. That's right, Bernie. You did. You were texting me. You were texting me a lot of stuff, so I missed this one. But I don't remember texting you. Man. You were doing all sorts of weird Snapchatting. Uh, Bernie, see my dick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sort of. Bernie. <laughs> Bernie is on Twitter at Bernie Kosar QB. I know what my Twitter is. All right, we'll ask you later, just to be sure. Bernie is gonna give us his personal tweet of the week. Uh, this week I tweeted. I tweeted. IMG underscore four nine one four dot mov dot mov comma. Check out my friend Scott helping us this morning. RATVs out of the creek. Explanation point. A lot of fun. Wow, that is the official Bernie Kosar tweet of the week. Ian, do you have music for that? No. Yeah. I feel like that speaks for itself. Why did we let him in? We saw through the glass. He didn't get let in. I'm telling you, man. He just finds his way in. How does he do that? The same way he threw all those awesome touchdowns, dude. Those are some sidearms. Yeah, he's sidearming it through the (laughs) I threw the ball. If I threw the ball over him, it goes a million yards. (laughs) Wow. So you're just controlling it. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie. All right, Bernie, thanks for joining us. We'll get him out of here secure. Did anybody? His tweet of the week was amazing. I didn't understand it. I'm not sure I did either. But I I think that's actually how it's read and written. So when you see that, you see that tweet shape? I think so. Just make sure we don't say his name three times. Yeah, it's bad news. When did he lose his shirt? It's weird. Yeah. I thought he was still wearing wearing one. I, mean, I did too. Shirt. Now there's there's definitely not a shirt on this guy. All right. Um, one more thing to wrap up with this week before we talk about next week's game. Um, we've decided, at least for this week, and we'll see if it sticks, on a suggestion that was sent to me by Dave Obenauer, who's an occasional guest on this show. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's been here a couple times. Twice, that's occasional. Yeah. Uh, Dave texted me, as I mentioned, you know, uh, me and Sherry lost our dog Lucy this past weekend, and Dave suggested that Lucy, being a Browns fan, watching games with me and both with her previous owners as well, that we should 
have the memorial trivia question this week for Lucy instead of Don Fleming. And um, so we're going to do that this week. Don, I understand you got electrocuted on a power line, but we've done like 25 for you, I think. That and none of us have met Don Fleming. We've all met Lucy. Correct. So this is the Lucy the Basset Hound Memorial Trivia Question and the inaugural edition of this. Um, also, too, real quick, America, I'd like to point out this is like a Cousin Oliver kind of thing, changing the name. We're going to see if those Stitcher ratings go up. It was like when Fonzie jumped the shark. Seven minutes pop. <laughs> I'd be happy with a seven-minute average. Mm-hmm. Um, this inaugural Lucy the Basset Hound Memorial Trivia question is about dogs, guys. And the Browns. The Cleveland Browns end zone is often known as the dog pound. Correct. When do I win? <laughs> What's he win, Ian? Dave Obenauer. Oh. Ooh, for 24 hours. Is he no. running back for the Browns? No. So we know that the Browns end zone is called the dog pound. Also, there's lots of dog imagery related to now. Uh... Chomps, of course, as well, the Browns mascot. Bones. People bones. have bones. Dog bosses. People wear masks of dogs. I dog know. faces. I things. How? Like phone bones. How did the Dog Pound moniker first develop? Dan. I have no idea. No clue? None. Ian? They were so called by Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield. Chris? Uh, I would say in the early days of the team's history at that stadium, um, the fans would get so rowdy that packs of wild dogs had to be let loose amongst them to uh, divert their attentions from the game. Thus, dog pound. I, I, didn't, I didn't know we could have a fun answer. I thought this was serious. <laughs> <laughs> that could be well, a that's serious answer. deadly serious. Yeah, Chris is serious. Well, never, never mind then. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, stir in the pot. That's what we called that last week. Make stir in the soup. <laughs> Do it a little Richie Ian Cognito. Chris. I regret to inform you that your awesome, very serious answer is incorrect. Though I wish that was... That's what your history books tell you. Yes. That is what the history books tell you. Um, They are wrong, though, unfortunately. Ian Wolf, you're correct. Yeah? Yeah. Frank Middlefield and Hanford Dixon coined the phrase in the early 80s and into the mid-80s and late-80s, of course, um, to describe the Browns' defense... And um, Hanford Dixon, also known as Top Dog, um, he uh, said that the Browns' D was hungry as dogs. For him, as crazy as dogs at points and all that. Ah. And the moniker stuck. Browns fans during that time period would bring biscuits and throw them onto the field and at each other and whatnot. Lest you forget, I was junior varsity quiz team. (laughs) <laughs> there you go you got and your it shows, time. it really shows and bonus question guys Phil Taylor's got a dog Big Scary? yeah Big Scary Phil Taylor's got a dog Bulldog I'm going to give you four choices for Phil Taylor's dog's name okay 
You have to guess the correct one out of them. Are you guys ready? Lexi Silver. <laughs> At Lexi Silver. Five choices. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yeah. Is it Bear, named I wasn't after... Ready. I, wasn't, I wasn't ready. Okay, let's start over again. Okay, oh yeah. All right. Ready? Now I'm ready. All right. Was it Bear? Oh, well, I was ready, but now I'm not anymore. Okay, hold on. We're gonna, are we going again now? Well, it's it's too late. Now I've lost my erection. Bear. First one's Bear. Guys, I was ready both of those times, but I'm still ready this time. All right, Bear. Is it... Like the aspirin or the animal? Animal. Like to carry something or the animal? Animal. Like, like, naked. like naked. Yeah. Cheeks. Sorry, Dan. Animal. Okay. Bear. That's the second one, too. I didn't mean to confuse you. I'm sorry. The first Were one... there two bears? Like, one's the aspirin and one's the animal? Yeah. The second one's the aspirin. Okay. Okay. Now, the real second one is Rover. The third one is Zeus. That's not traditional. And the fourth one is Moses. Like Malone? Yes. Or like like Bible most. Just guess. Chris. Zeus. Ian. Moses. Dan. Can you, can, can you repeat the question? Yes. What is the name of Phil Taylor's bulldog? Is it Rover? You just wanted the question repeated, not the answers. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rover. All right, Rover. Chris Poland, you're correct. It is Zeus. And he actually has a little jersey Zeus wears that says Zeke Taylor, 98 on the back. Follow him on Instagram to see the dog. Does, does the dog have its own Twitter? Yeah, Ian, what is that? The dog's Twitter is at ZeusLilScaryTaylor.net. All right, very nice. Browns versus Steelers next week, described as a must-win game earlier. Thoughts? They must win it. <laughs> Cutting edge analysis here on six Bs and a P. Antonio Brown is on my fantasy team, so I have to say that the Roethlisberger is going to put up three TDs, and then the Browns will roll to a victory. All right. I've got Heath Miller and uh, I don't want to say Levon Helm, but I'm about you do. Levon Helm of the band. Yes. Levon Helm is your running back. Yep. <laughs> What's who is it? Levon Bell. It is Levon Bell. I, think. I have him. Yeah, he's not good. No, he can't play the guitar. Did you say you had Heath Miller? Yeah, I don't know why. Youch. You have Steve Steve Miller. Steve Miller. Yes. Uh, I have Roger Miller of Mission of Burma and the weird guy that wrote uh, King of the Road. Yeah. Both and of them. Rutger Hauer as well. Um, yeah. So. Barring that Heath Miller and Antonio Brown, of course, will do well, and then the Browns will win. And the Chris, I know you know you will say that the Browns are going to win as well. But any thoughts besides that on next next week's game? Mm, must win, as everyone said, yeah. but probably won't. Mm. Oh, I feel goodness. like I'm at that point in the season already. Yeah, one more game, man. If they if they lose this one, be at that point of the season, but we're not there yet. Yeah, it's we're one game out of the playoffs right now. One game out of the playoffs. He's one right. game. I will say, America, that Dave Obenauer texted me during the game, 
and said, well, actually it was after the game, 4.32 p.m., he says, Hope's stat is downgraded to cautiously and baselessly optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually feel like that's a pretty good way to say that. And Dan owns him now, right? Dave Umenauer? For 24 hours. Sweet. You can totally make him rob a bank. That's I think that's the plan. Not a bad idea. Dave, we'd love to have you on the show or call collect from uh, Federal Penitentiary. Anything else about this week, next week? Nope. nope. Uh, I predict a mid-game trade to bring Ben Roethlisberger to the Browns to be their fourth quarterback this season. Nice. I'd like to see it just, uh, you know. That's thinking outside Allison's boxes. That is, that's the only way that the next game could be weirder than this game. It could be. It is versus the Steelers, man. In I Cleveland. Know, it's like the last Boy Scout situation. That'd be pretty weird. Damon what, Williams. Where the ball explodes? No, if like Chris Abanaya is running down the field and he just puts one in somebody's dome. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That would be crazy, I'm telling you. Uh, that, could, that would definitely be crazier than this last week. That would be a top hit on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That'd be way crazier than that guy pulling that other guy's hair out. That might be the end of football for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Chris is right. That is true. Go on. Me? That was was all I had. Okay. Um, But it was perfect. That was pretty good. Hey, thanks. Um, I want to thank all of my guests and co-hosts for being with me. Chris Poland, you got anything you want to talk about or tell people about? Nah, it's all right. Okay. Ian Wolf. Force for force. You can find me at the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds show in Minneapolis sometime in 2014. Other than that, who gives a shit? All right. Dan Majeski, anything else? I've decided if I'm going to see Nick Cave in Detroit or in Louisville yet. Come to Minneapolis. That that's is pretty far. far. All right, that's, yeah. that's true. That's pretty far. The city's actually like Waterworld, built in one of the many lakes of Minnesota. There's like four square feet of land here. I heard there were 10,000 lakes there. You heard wrong. No way. <laughs> there's 9,990. Actually, there's more like 12,000 lakes. It's 10 billion, guys. I found that out when I was geocaching. That's impossible to count that high, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> in Minnesota it is yeah I want to thank all of you guys for being on here good episode this week way better we gave this episode way more effort than the Browns gave I feel <laughs> on Sunday hopefully they'll come through with the win against the Steelers god I hate them so much um, and their bumblebee uniforms next week in Cleveland um, I want to thank Dan Majeski, Ian Wolf, Chris Poland for being here shout out to Dave Obenauer and Brian Weeby. Dave, uh, report to Dan for your 24-hour uh, rental, I guess we'll call it. That sounds like a legal word we can use. Can somebody uh, uh, take Bernie outside on the way out? Yeah, I vote for the new guy. Yeah, Dan, it's on you, buddy. All right. We got a stick that kind of helps, um, and also there's a bag of Fritos that you can throw ahead of him. He smells of garlic so terrible. He ate all of the garlic. Well, maybe I will uh, cook up a little Bernie stew. <laughs> Bernie stew. <laughs> I, uh, I want some stew. All, All right. right. 
Thanks, AquaReligion.com. Thank you to all of you out there for listening. You can find us on Facebook by searching 6Bs in a P and on Twitter at 6B1P. We don't have enough followers. Go do that. I'm your host, Brian Costco. And until next week, go Browns! Go Browns! Furnace Yeah. Oh, you can still. It's good for you.